Do you want to start a Bible study group either at your church or in your home? What does it take to get started? What do you need to think about? And how can you use your gifts to serve in a Bible study group? Well, we will talk about it all in this episode. I am Eva Kabashik, and we're talking with Cindy Ownby on Bible Study Made Simple. Have you ever felt intimidated or confused by the Bible? Or maybe you've even started studying the Bible before, but haven't found a way to incorporate it into your regular routine. The Bible Study Made Simple podcast is here to help you move from intimidated and confused to confident and joyful in your approach to scripture and to help you find a routine that sticks. The goal isn't checking off a box perfectly, but instead our goal is an intimate connection with the God of the Bible plus having tons of fun along the way. Cindy Owenby serves as a mentor to thousands of women's ministry leaders through her website, podcast, and Facebook community, all named Women's Ministry Toolbox. She is the best-selling author of Rethinking Women's Ministry, Biblical Practical Tools for Cultivating a Flourishing Community. She enjoys teaching from God's Word and has a passion for helping women's ministry teams create events and activities that teach their women to pray, study the Bible, share their faith, and engage in discipling relationships. Cindy has been a personal mentor to me as well, and today she gets to mentor each of us through this conversation. I'm so excited to be talking to our guest, Cindy Owenby, today. She is the founder, creator, CEO, I don't know, what do you call yourself, of womensministrytoolbox.com. And have you ever called yourself a CEO before? No, but I kind of like the sounds of that. It sounds really official. So we can go with that. I think we're going to definitely go with CEO of Women's Ministry Toolbox. Um, And she is my go-to resource for all things women's ministry. And I have absolutely loved getting to know you over the last couple of years and just learning so much from you about Bible study and community and getting together as a women's ministry and as a fellowship of believers. Oh, thank you, Eva. You're so sweet. I have loved getting to know you too. But um, yeah, I love women's ministry is my heart and my passion. And I love when Bible study is part of women's ministry. I just, I believe it should be in some form or fashion. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk a little bit of like logistics today, getting into maybe how to start a Bible study in a community, maybe some of those like nitty gritty details that we kind of overlook when it comes to starting a Bible study. Sure. Absolutely. Well, if you have a women's ministry team, I think it can be really helpful if one person on that team is like your Bible study coordinator and that that's their roles. So they are the the one responsible for training your Bible study leaders. And I do recommend that you train your leaders, if at all possible, just in some basic things like how to be organized and give them some guidelines and suggestions on how they might want to structure their time. But what's really important is to train them on how to, how to handle, should we call them, um, 
oh gosh, I struggle with what, what to, how to define these, the people in the group that sometimes cause little hiccups. Maybe we'll, we'll say that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you've got a woman in the group sometimes that dominates the conversation. Then you've got women in the group that don't want to speak up, but you know, they have something to say. So like, how do you get those women involved and how do you handle the one that talks on top of everybody all the time? So just teaching them some little skills and tips and tricks and um, how to handle those situations when they come up or even things like, you know, a woman shares something and you're like, oh, red alert, red flag. She needs some help. She's in an abusive situation or red flag. That's not accurate according to the Bible. So how do you handle those things when those things are shared? So I just think a training time is is so, so important. Uh, One of the churches that I was in, but I have to admit, my feelings were a little bit hurt on this because I've done Bible study for a long time and I help lead Bible study group in Bible study fellowship and in previous churches. But when I got to this church, their process and their procedure was it did not matter how much experience you had. You had to co-lead with somebody else that mm-hmm. first Bible study that you led. And you had to be assessed as well. So the Bible study coordinator would actually come in. I know. I wish people could see your face. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they had to come in and they would like make notes and then they would meet with you and just, you know, highlight where your strengths were and then point out, you know, and, and she did point out something on me. And, and my feathers got a little bit ruffled, I must admit. But she was right. She was absolutely right. Um, but th- as someone that was experienced, I was kind of annoyed, honestly, like I have to prove myself to you. I've been a Bible study leader, but the way that they ran Bible study in that church was a little bit different than I was used to. And it's important to establish just, this is how it works here. This is what our expectations are. Um, so yeah. So even though you may be like, oh, they're a seasoned Bible study leader, still take them in, have a meeting with them and just kind of go over, hey, this is our expectation here. We expect you, maybe it's, we expect you to email your ladies once a week. Yeah. And, you know, remind them of the next meeting, tell them what their homework is, touch base with them. Maybe they expect you to email out prayer requests. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're, you know, how you collect prayer requests may be handled a certain way, or they may say it's totally up to you, but here's some ideas on how you might want to do it. There's so much more to Bible study in a church situation. And this, there's pros and cons of this than just opening the word of God and talking about it. You've got to decide, are we going to have snacks? Are we going to have coffee? Or do you bring your own coffee? What time are we going to start? What time are we going to end? You know, it's oh, yeah. child care. Do we, I mean, goodness, that just throws a wrench into everything. Then you need somebody in charge of child care and handling all of that. And how many people are going to be in each group? And are we going to do name tags? Or are we going to have table tents with names on them? There's just all that logistical stuff. So having someone in charge that that's their whole focus, let them run with it and lead it and then train your leaders and prayerfully select your leaders, you know, making sure they're approved by the church staff, that kind of thing. Cause you really want your women's ministry, Bible study leaders to be women who are solid. You want them to have a good handle on God's word. They may not know everything. I don't know everything. I don't know everything. They're willing to say, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but let me find out, Yeah, you know, and that they've got that, that little bit of wisdom and maturity to, run the group and be able to step in and say, you know, I'm not really sure that, where do you see that in the Bible? Because, you know, I'm having a a hard time understanding the point that you're making and pointing women back to the word. I think that that's um, so helpful. And having somebody in charge of that can really, um, I think, make a difference in the organization of how one goes. So that's really, really helpful. So how, if somebody wants to get started 
in a Bible study and maybe they know that they've got, you know, they are the leader. They're going to be the person in charge. How would you suggest they like take those first steps forward? Oh gosh, there's so many moving parts and pieces. Um, they need to decide, I guess, who their target audience is. You know, is this something, because there are different, you can meet in your home, you can meet at church, you can meet in a coffee shop. Um, where are you going to meet? Who, who are you meeting with? What time are you meeting? What resources are you going to use? And that's like, we could do a whole podcast <laughs> on how to determine what resources you use. Are you going to just use the Bible and go through, say, one chapter per week? at a pacing, or are you going to use a Bible study book? Are you going to use DVDs? Are you going to use a combination? I mean, there are Bible studies out there that have Bible study books, Bible study workbooks and DVDs. Like, you know, they got all the things. Um, How much time are you going to have for discussion? Just creating your schedule. So planning those types of things in advance, I think is really helpful and issuing invitations to the women that you want to come. Um, There's some really cool things we can do with technology now. I mean, I can just post something on my Facebook and say, hey, I'm starting a Bible study in my house this Wednesday. It's going to be at 10 a.m. This is what we're going to study. I'll have coffee cake and coffee. And I would love for you to come, you know, shoot me a text or, you know, DM or whatever. You can also post on something like Nextdoor. That's really popular in our area. It's for neighborhoods. And so then I can expand my reach beyond people that I actually know and invite some women that maybe are curious about Bible study, or maybe they don't have Bible study at their church. Or maybe I just want to invite a bunch of girlfriends and we all go to different churches. That's okay too. So deciding, you know, who's your target audience is really helpful and just being warm and welcoming. I think that is, is so key women and be excited, you know, like women love to gather and most of them are not going to turn down an invitation, especially if it's a very warm and welcoming invitation to come study the Bible in your home, unless they have some kind of, you know, schedule conflict and they're not able to attend, but um, just, and you can, if, you know, if your thing is writing out hand invitations, I mean, how sweet would that to be to get a handwritten invitation in the mailbox from somebody, you know, Hey, I'm starting. Oh my gosh. Like that would just, that would just speak to my heart. I love yeah, getting oh mail gosh, as long as it's not bills. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And heart, how much of our mail is not bills anymore? I mean, it's practically all that it is or ads or something like that. Exactly. But, um, you know, or you could, put, if you want to invite, like, let's, we have us like a circle in our neighborhood that we live on. And there's, I think 43 houses in our little loop. And in the past, I haven't done this for Bible study, but I did a Christmas coffee one year. And I literally took and printed out invitations, put my information on there and time date and all that. And I taped them to everybody's door Wow. around. So, I mean, there's lots of creative ways that you can do it, but figure out how you want to get the word out. And are you going to limit the size? I mean, I don't know how big your house is. If you're willing to squeeze more chairs around, or if you're the type of person that's like 10, is it like, that's all I can handle mentally. It's all my house can handle. Like we need to stick to 10. Then maybe you don't want to make a super mass invitation that you send to just everybody. Cause you don't, you certainly don't want to turn somebody away that wants to come to Bible study. But um, yeah, there's lots of, lots of ways. Did we, did we, did I answer some of the questions that you had on that, that we could have gone like a lot of places with that question? Oh yeah. And I think that that's so helpful. I think that sometimes, at least for me, I usually make a decision of like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I don't think of like all of the details that I also need to think about when I'm making that decision. I just like run straight ahead. Like I'm going to do this. And um, 
I don't stop to consider some of those things. So I think that that's really helpful when starting a Bible study of like, you should consider this and consider this. Um, I think that that's really helpful information to have beforehand. So what if, what if somebody is on the opposite end of the spectrum of me and maybe they're bogged down by all of these like details and they're hesitant to take a step forward because of the details. I'm like, you know, going full speed ahead in spite of the details, but what if we're on the other end of that spectrum? I'm so glad you asked because I was going to follow up with this. Not everybody is wired this way. I clearly am, as you can probably hear. I'm the checklist girl. Like, give me the list. Give me the boxes to check. I like to organize things. Find somebody who is that way. Yeah. Like, it, you can pair up and lead Bible study together or even in your own Bible study. Let's say the ladies all want to have food and that's like just not your thing. Like, oh my gosh, like organizing food just blows your mind. You don't want to make the spreadsheet. You don't want to remind people. Then ask your group, say, you know, hey, I know y'all would really like to have food. Can somebody handle that and take charge of that? Delegate out what you can delegate out. Like if you have to take attendance, delegate that. You don't have to be the one to take attendance. You know, Mm -hmm. delegate out those things that are not your strengths because there are women in your group that those are their gifts. And especially like you got a type A girl, man, she will be happy to help you get organized. She'll take your, you know, she'll take that spreadsheet. Yeah, I'll be glad to create a direct, you know, a list of all of the people that are in our group and send out the emails or the prayer requests each week. Like some, you don't even necessarily have to send out the prayer requests if you can find somebody in your group that you trust that's going to be consistent in sending those out. So, so find a buddy, you know, grab a girlfriend, say, you know, really, I have a heart for this. I really want to start Bible study in our neighborhood or church or whatever, but I need somebody to help me. Would you be willing to help me? And let's say you don't have that immediate friend that comes to mind, pray, ask God to send you some help. We don't have to do things alone. I think so many times we get an idea and we think, okay, Lord, you've given me this idea. Let's go. And we just think it's ours to go out and do on our own. But sometimes, and especially when we need help and we want help. I mean, I think of Moses and Aaron. Moses is like, yeah, I can't talk. No, that's not my thing. I need some help, Lord. And he's like, okay here's Aaron, here's your help. I mean, how many times in the Bible do we see where people are like, God, I'm not equipped to do this. This is not, you know, I know you want me to do this. I know doing it would be being obedient to you, but I still want to do it anyway. (laughs) Help, help, send some help. And God does, he will send help to us. So if you're thinking, gosh, I really want to do this, but I I don't think I can do it by myself. Pray and ask God to send somebody and then keep your eyes open and your ears open because he will eventually put somebody in your path and they may already be there. Like they may be right in front of you and you just haven't really thought of them as your helper that God is sending. Oh, that is so good. I love the idea of like having a help, having a buddy to go into Mm -hmm. um, what God has called you to do. I think that's fantastic. So you touched on this earlier and um, you even mentioned we could do a whole podcast episode on this. So we're going to try and keep this brief, but um, how do you decide what resources to use whenever you are like doing a Bible study? How do you choose maybe even like what book of the Bible or how do you give us some help? Okay. So I think the first thing, especially if it's a church Bible study is you need to take a look at it and make sure it aligns with the theology your church is teaching. And that requires, you're probably going to have to do a bulk of the Bible study, or at least skim through it. That may not mean you do the homework, but you look at the questions, you look at the content. Is this in line with the doctrine that our church teaches? I think that is 
because there are things that are not out there. I promise you, not every Bible study is going to align with your church's doctrine. So that is first and foremost. Can you use something that's not quite in alignment? Yes. Um, you may need to point out how it's different. You may need to be prepared for questions when women are like, yeah, but that's not what we teach about salvation here. And, and be ready to answer and be able to say, this is what our church believes. And sometimes you're going to need to say, yes, this week you're going to read about this. I want you to understand as you go into this, our church believes a little bit differently. And here's what we believe kind of a thing. You need to look at like, how much homework does it take? Um, I am a believer in Bible study homework. I think with rare exception, we have the time to binge Netflix. We have the time to scroll through Instagram. We can get up earlier. You know, do you not think God would honor that time and get up 15 minutes earlier to get some Bible study homework in? Um, I, I just think we get more out of it when we take the time during the week to put the work in. Can we still get things out of it when we our week is insanity and we just show up for Bible study? Absolutely, yes. God's word does not return void. He still uses that and there should be grace. I don't think we need to be checking people's homework when they walk in the door or anything like that. <laughs> but I do think if we go at it and there's an hour of homework every day, the women signing up need to know that because yeah. they may not be in a season of life where you know, five days, five hours of homework every week is really going to work for them right now. So I think we need to take into consideration that for sure. Um, And you need to decide, you know, what's the purpose of this? Are we, is it digging into God's word and learning to read God's word on our own, which is my personal favorite, honestly, or is this more, I know that's why we get along so well. Um, Or is it more like a topical study? Maybe you want to do a Bible study on marriage or children or disciplining children or um, self-control. I mean, there's so many different directions you can go. So -hmm. really looking at what's our purpose? Where do I feel that God is leading me and leading our group to study? Um, Makes a big difference. And reviewing those materials. I mean, there's, oh my gosh. I mean, even just going to Lifeway or something like that, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Bible study books out there. So take the time to review them, to think about them. You can put it a review team together if you're a Bible study coordinator in your church and give them again, delegate the task. You don't have to do it all yourself. Your church might also have a list of Bible study authors that they recommend. And they may also have a list of Bible study authors they recommend you not use. So ask those questions, talk with somebody on staff and get their recommendations. And I mean, other women have great recommendations too. Like there's studies I've done and I'm like, oh my gosh, that study was so good. You know, we just saw women impacted in such a a major way. They really liked it. Ask other Bible study leaders, you know, hey, if you got a study on, you know, identity in Christ, whatever, you know, if it's topical or a study on the book of Hebrews, let's say that is really good because you're women and maybe you want to use more of a Bible study book than just, hey, we're going to open God's word and we're going to go through it. That's awesome. I really appreciate all those suggestions. I feel like um, if you are a Bible study leader or if you want to be a Bible study leader, you definitely need to listen to this episode again, but you also need to listen to Cindy's um, podcast, Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast, right? Is that what it's called? Yes, that's what it's called. As a matter of fact, I just recorded, maybe it'll be released by the time that this comes out, an episode on how to select Bible study materials. Oh, that's so helpful. That's awesome. So. Um, If you are a Bible study leader or in your women's ministry at church, make sure that you listen to Women's Ministry Toolbox by Cindy Owenby. It's fantastic. I love that podcast. Um, So all of your resources are fantastic, um, which 
brings up the point. Where can people find more about you and find more of your resources? It's very simple. Women'sMinistryToolbox.com is where you can find everything. There's links to the podcast there for sure. I also offer transcripts because I know not everybody is a podcast listener. And sometimes I share a lot of things, like a lot of stuff in my, so lists and links and all that. So that way they have them really easily to access right there. But yeah, I would love, and we have a very active Facebook group too, which is a great place to ask for recommendations, which our ladies do all the time. Hey, we want to do a Bible study on Ruth, Hebrews, whatever it is. What have you guys used for materials that you really liked? And so that's a great place to get recommendations and input from other leaders as well. And it's just Women's Ministry Toolbox Community Facebook group. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. This has been so helpful, Cindy. Thank you so much for um, joining us today on the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to episode 15 of the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you share it with a friend? It can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you're the only person who struggles with Bible study, but that's not true. In fact, we can all use some encouragement for our time with God, even me. So send some encouragement to a friend today by sharing this podcast with them. I'm so grateful for you, and I'm looking forward to chatting again next week on Bible Study Made Simple.